Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Mania. Ryan is going to be in here. Here he is right there. Today, I have many mixed emotions. Uh, I, I'm very happy about something, and I'm very sad about another. But you guys, I can already predict about that, or you'll find out in a sec. So I'm going to roll the intro, and we're going to get started. Even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night. Sir, fix that do work. Work six of like Mike. He's out of sight. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Mania. Yesterday was the NFL draft, and there were a lot of surprises, a lot of crazy picks and a lot of great things i'm gonna let ryan get started if you didn't know he's a big steelers fan so he's gonna talk about his thoughts on drafting kenny pickett i think it was a great pick for the steelers especially getting a guy like kenny pickett who can do everything in college and you get who can do everything he can throw deep he can run over a guy like malik willis who he has great potential in the nfl He's really fast. Um, he had a great pro day. Um, but he's also a risk. Mm-hmm. But he could also be like way better than Kenny Pickett. So I think it's a pretty good draft pick for the Steelers. Yeah. Now, do you think he'll start over Mitch Trubisky, or do you think it will be like a rate, like a fight, not a fight, but like a play out in practice to see who gets nope. the? It's definitely not. Um, Salted away by Kenny Pickett, I think it's going to be a pretty good competition. That Kenny Pickett could end up losing actually, to because Mitchell Trubisky is an experienced NFL starter who's been a Pro Bowler, but I think Kenny Pickett has a really good shot of winning it. Yes, and that's and I think in my opinion, I'm not a Steelers fan, so I don't know everything about how how much they needed this pick, but I think it was a great pick. I mean, with losing Ben Roethlisberger, you know, into retirement, and then, you know, their quarterback position, we don't really have to talk about the rest because, you know, it's pretty sad, honestly. But, yeah, I think it's a great pick, and he can make an immediate impact on this team. I guess the other thing I want to – some more things I want to talk about. The number one pick, I don't know. Do you really just think this is a smart play by Jacksonville? Because I think Aiden Hutchinson should have been the right move here. Yeah, personally, I would have rather had Aiden Hutchinson. But if you're the Jaguars going for a long run, in the long run, they're obviously not going to win now. They took a huge risk on Trayvon Walker, who could end up being a superstar player because he has all the attributes. He's he's a fast player. He has a pretty good body build. And he can get to the quarterback pretty pretty easily. Yeah. But I would have rather had Aiden. Had yeah, it's a, good, it's a good pick. I know college stats don't matter a lot. More things are important or film and even just uh, looking at, you know, uh, the combat or not combat, the pro day in the sport. Uh, but the thing about it is, it, it's a good, it's a, it's a good pick. I don't think that them making this pick, nobody's 
going to say, at least in my opinion, it's not an awful decision. But I think Aiden Hutchinson is better. He just seems like he's more pro-ready and just he was more dominant in college. Though I think Jacksonville, it's going to help him out either way. I mean, this is a great player that they need, especially just to help him on the defensive end of the ball. Uh, So it's not an awful pick, but they for sure could have done that. I think Mm -hmm. the Lions in this draft, they did they did a great job. I mean, you see, they get they get Aiden Hutchinson at one, a home the hometown he- hero who I think really will be the hero um, of of this team. He can not maybe not immediately save him or make him a great team or something, but he's he's gonna make a lot of lot of impact. I mean, we saw it all of last year, and then uh, the second guy they pick was it was a uh, Jad Jameson Williams and. He's an explosive receiver, help kind of build on to their receiving core off of Amon Ross St. Brown. That's really going to be a big help. So I, I like what the Lions did this draft, but what about you? Yeah, I think I think both of those guys are home run hits. Personally, I still think Jamison Williams is the best receiver in the draft, yeah. even though he got injured. Yeah, that's, that's like the only – He's like – He's just so explosive, and by mm-hmm. far, he's the most explosive receiver in the draft, in my opinion. Yeah. It, and yeah, he sure. did a lot Alabama. He was just burning everybody. As you saw, I'm like, not talking about the national championship. I mean, we can talk about the national championship, but before he got injured, he was going off. And in the the SEC championship against Georgia, he made the DBs look like just – Random guys playing. Yeah, they, they had the uh, DBs look like they had a heart attack, as yeah. as as uh, Maddie Fresh would say Ugh. on Dotson. But anyways, if if you guys know about that song, but yeah, I hundred percent agree. Uh, speaking of, um, this is a guy that I would really want the Jets to take. He just looks really uh pro ready, like you said, so explosive, just a great receiver overall. But speaking of the Jets. I think this was the biggest W we've we've had in a while. Like this was so incredible. First of all, we get Sauce Gardner at four. Who he he's he, although Stingley has a ton of potential to be incredible. I think Sauce Gardner's or Ahmed Gardner it doesn't really matter what you call him. More a pro ready player, and he proved more in college due to injuries uh, and whatnot for Stingley. So this is a safe pick, and just adding on to our uh, defense uh, and, and our corners, like adding him on to Bryce Hall um, in that core. And then also at 10, we got Garrett Wilson, who I think he has potential. He could be a number a one receiver one day, but as of now, he's just going to be a great guy to build on. Obviously, we're really young. We're not going to be like some great team next year. Is there a tiny chance we make the playoffs? I mean, yeah, there's always a chance before the season, but that's great. But the main thing I want to talk about is at 26, we got, uh, Jermaine Johnson, and this was huge because of the fact we we traded up. A lot of people predicted him having us at 10, or some people even said at 4. So the fact that we got this guy out of Florida State at 26, I think a lot of people can agree that's the biggest steal of the draft. So I really like what the Jets did, and we'll see next, we'll see next season uh, how these guys pan out. But are there any more uh, picks and whatnot that you want to uh, talk about that you were surprised or thought were really good? I'm surprised that the Texans picked Gary Stinsley at three, honestly. I even though 
he's like a really good cornerback before his injuries. Is the question is can he even stay on the field? Mm-hmm. Like, how many games did he even play last year before going I, down like a foot injury? Did he even like play games? Like, did he play like four games or something? Yeah, I don't. We don't yeah. have the stats up, but yeah. Yeah, personally for them, I would have gone like Kayvon Thibodeau or like an, like one of the like the top O linemen. Yeah, safer a safer pick than that. Hey, but who knows? Like we've seen a lot of potential from from Stingley, but that really doesn't matter if you can't stay in the field. I understand he's just coming out of college, but man, I, I don't know Texans. We'll see though. Yeah. He hasn't played a snap yet. We'll see after the season or in these next couple of years if that ends up being a good pick. And that's the thing about the draft. You, you make all these opinions and takes, uh, which are great right after your immediate reactions, but then as players pan out, who knows? What if Aiden Hutchinson ends up being a bust? I mean, it, it, it's unlikely, but there's always an opportunity when guys have never experienced uh, NFL talent yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I would say – um, so what were the Patriots doing? Uh, like, I uh, sorry, no disrespect to this dude. I don't even remember his name because no offense, but you're kind of a nobody. I mean, he's out of Chattanooga. I only know who that school is just because of March Madness this year. Uh, like, at 30, like, man, what are uh, – I mean, it's the Patriots. They always find a way to make things work, but I really don't know what that was. Like, do you, do you know this guy's name? No, I don't. But like, all I know is he's, like, an uh, old lineman. Yeah, it sounds like we, like, we don't know sports. But, like, did anyone really – was this guy really projected, like, round one? No. Oh, no. That was funny. I was watching – I was watching the draft, and it was, like, they said, they called his name, and the Patriots fans started cheering. Like, they actually knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The Patriots – They'll find a way to work it out. Yeah, I have questions on the Chiefs' drafts because draft because who is their starting like receiver core? Like they have a dude like Juju Smith Schuster at receiver one. Yeah, and the and then like and and, and, Mr. and the chip guy, Mister Pringle. Like oh, that's no. Did actually, he he got signed by the Bears? Oh, he did. Oh, me, nah. I don't even. That it doesn't really matter. Receivers are left. I mean, Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball to Travis Kelsey. He can just morph into a full-time receiver. Oh. He kind of is. But, yeah. Uh, also, Kyle Hamilton, my guy from Notre Dame, went to the Ravens. This is a big pickup, in my opinion. I understand 40 time, not great. But really, who cares? If you watch the real film, this guy plays so fast. He's going to get help this Ravens uh, defense, but um, not even talking about just draft picks in general. Uh, the Ravens are kind of like mad tripping. Like, what? Who is Lamar Jackson going to throw the ball to? Like, who, who, like, who is their number one receiver again? Yeah, as a Steelers fan, I'm so happy. Like, they have a no-name receiver one. And Lamar Jackson, first, I mean, I don't want to say he can't throw, but, like, he's not – like a great quarterback that can like throw. He's he's a really explosive explosive player, but I don't know yet because he's never really had like a great receiver. Like Marquise Brown was pretty good. He's just never had that one star receiver. Yeah, and maybe that was part of the reason of the not Ravens' failure, but the reason that they have only won one playoff game there with Lamar. Mm-hmm. 
Another thing that I want to say uh, about uh, this is Marcus Brown going to the uh, the Cardinals. This is really going to help Marcus Brown at Hollywood. I think he's a re- he's a good receiver, like you said, but he's not a number one option. He's not a guy that you can just run on a route or you can just throw it up to him and however make a catch. So playing alongside DeAndre Hopkins and then um, having a guy like Green right there, you're going to have a pretty good, great receiving core. And Kyler Murray's going to be able to cook a little bit more. And I think this is a good move by the Cardinals, not so much for the Ravens. Uh, but the mm-hmm. big move of the draft, besides these, all these picks, we'll see how they pan out. But uh, was AJ Brown to the Eagles? I think the Titans are actually out of their mind. Like you have, you you weren't able to go far with uh, these three with the big three, kind of like AJ Brown, uh, Derrick Henry, and then Tannehill as your quarterback, and now getting rid of a top ten receiver in the league probably to the Eagles. That's not great, but the Eagles now have a chance to win the uh, NFC East. I, in my opinion, they're going to give the Cowboys a a, a good a good uh, shot. Yeah, I think I see what the Titans are doing here because they they probably thought that um, um, AJ Brown was going to leave his free agency next year, as he only had one year left on his deal. He wants so much money, like yeah. yeah I, I see what they're doing. I mean, they replaced him with a dude like Trey Burks. He's a really good receiver. Um, he's really explosive. And they got—I'm pretty sure they got like another, like a third-round pick or something. But it's a home-run pick for the Eagles because they extended AJ Brown, and they get like a, a top—I'd say top fifteen receiver for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He needs somebody like that. Also, to go along with, like, rising star Devontae Smith and to go along with the underrated tight end, in my opinion, Dallas Godert. But, mm-hmm. yeah, draft is crazy. We're not going to cover everything because there's just so much to talk about. But I think the the next thing we got to move on to is uh, the NBA. And this, if you haven't caught on, is the part that I really don't want to talk about. And I'm to leave it behind me, not think about the off season right now, and focus on uh, the draft and MLB. But uh, Ryan, you can explain what happened in the Jazz game for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, so Jalen Brunson got fouled. He choked the first free throw, but he made the second. They called a timeout. In my opinion, Quinn Snyder drew up a great play to get Bojan Bogdanovic the ball on the perimeter from the left wing for three for the win. Bojan Bogdanovic pump faked whoever I, I don't I think it was Spencer did whoever it was he pump faked him he had a great look I mean the best look you can have for for the win to force Game Seven and he just came up a little bit short. Yeah, I, I honestly thought he could have drove here. Like if you yeah, if you, they had. But but honestly, I've watched enough jazz games, know enough about Bogey. He's actually an incredible shooter. That's like he and he's been actually really good this whole series. So that that's the best shot that you can one of, if not one of, if not the best shot, best chance you have to, uh, for for sure to win that game. So I'm not mad at him for taking that shot, but. It really sucks, man. Like, this is so – it's so it, – I know what everyone says about all their teams, but it really is hard being a Jazz fan. 2019 blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. Uh, 2020, we're – or not – no, no, 2020 blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. 2021, it's looking like we're doing pretty good against the Clippers. We're up 2-0, then 2-2, but Kawhi's hurt, and we lose in six. 
and now 2022, we lose in six to the Mads, and they didn't even have Luca for the first three games. So I don't know for sure. Changes have to be made. We've had this core for this this basically same team for the past three years, and it has not worked. Obviously, uh, I think I think in my, I, we can't if we get rid of Mitchell, then it's looking our franchise is gonna have to rebuild, and we won't be good for like 15 more years. But here here's the thing. I, in my opinion, Conley. And Rudy can go. I think we can get some big value out of those guys. Obviously, I understand Conley. A lot of people say he's washed. He's not great, but teams are still gonna want him to be like a veteran point guard to help out the young guys, and he he can still score and pass the ball pretty decently. I mean, nowhere near as he was in Memphis. But uh, I think also I want to keep guys like Royce O'Neal and Jordan Clarkson. I think our approach is maybe to go more athletic because we got to play more at Mitchell speed because guys that just stand on the perimeter and are pretty good shooters or just decent aren't really cutting it right now. And our defense was by far the biggest problem in this last game and in the whole series. They just got too many open threes. The Mavs can shoot. But, yeah, that's my rant. I mean, hopefully we'll be back, quote-unquote, stronger next year. But we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, I think the Jazz do need to move on from a couple of guys, because, yeah, again, you, like you said, they've had this core for, like, three, three, four years. They haven't really got past the second round because teams, like, they're, like, you know, I mean, they, I thought they should have won the Clippers. Like, they should have won game six against the Clippers. They had, like, a 20-point lead, and Donovan Mitchell dropped, like, 40 points that game. Yeah, 25-point lead. I remember watching that game. And then, like, Tan- was that the game where Terrence Mann dropped, like, 39? Yeah, I mean, as far as the other NBA playoff games, round two is set besides the Grizzlies. D-Wolves are playing. No ba- no basketball on Saturday, but that's okay. There can be, like, a day without a game because we've been spoiled with NBA basketball. I guess let's just say in a world where the Grizzlies win this game, uh, th- they move on to the next round. Should we do our, our round two prediction real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Suns versus Mavs. I want it to be Suns at four because I hate the Mavs. I hate Luka so much, but I think uh, Suns will win in six. What about you? Um, They're really good, but they can be beaten. I mean, the Pelicans, they had a pretty good lead. In, at halftime against the Suns that they should have held on to. The Pelicans are a really talented team, by the way. They're going to be good the next five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think... Especially, yeah, especially with Zion, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that he's a big question mark. I, 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 well, also, it, de- it depends on the Devin Booker status. I mean, if he's not playing for the first couple games, the Mavs will for sure get off to a big lead, I think. But if, if Booker's playing, I think with the Suns' home court advantage, they're going to get it done. Not easy, but I don't think it will be like a, a nail-biter seven-game series. But, hey, anything can happen. Suns are well-rounded, but Pelicans gave him a run for their money. Mm, I think, I mean, if they want to win, Jalen Brunson's going to have to continue to put it on the tear. But he's going to have a guy like Chris Paul guarding him, probably. Yeah, he's a key. Or like a Macau Bridges. Chris Paul's a really good defender as for a, for like a guard. Like yeah. He always averages like two steals a game, 
all NBA defense team. Yeah. He's like one, times in his career. He's yeah. one of the smartest players. He like knows how to pick you off. He knows how to be in the passing lane. He's a great player. But mm-hmm. yeah, so do you have I'm assuming you have the Suns in this series, right? Mm-hmm. Suns and like Thanks yeah, Suns and Six too. Yes. I, I yeah. That's that's a, it's it's a, probably a very popular pick. But I think it's obviously a pretty good pick. So I'd say the Grizzlies win tonight. Oh, we got Grizzlies versus Warriors. I'm sorry, Grizzlies fans. Like, uh, the Timberwolves are way better than their seeding shows for sure. They have a monster big three, at least for the Timberwolves. Uh, but I got the I got the uh, Warriors and six in this one. Yeah, I know ja, people say it's weird because some people say Jaw owns the Warriors and some people say Steph owns the Grizzlies. It's kind of weird, but I think they'll get this one done. And the Warriors, they're, they're just, they really have a chance to win this whole thing. They, they, they shoot the ball lights out. If Jordan Poole continues to play like he has been, then I don't think it's going to be a particularly really hard series. Mm-hmm. I think the Grizzlies fans are just so unlucky to be playing a team like Golden State. And Golden State, they have experience. They've been in the playoffs, like, every year, basically, and been to the championship so many times. They have a, a great coach in Steve Kerr. They have scoring Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson. Yeah. And they, I don't know. They just, yeah. I don't think it's just fair for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I feel they're the perfect mix between young and old experience right there is key with Steph, Clay, Draymond, like you said. But you have young guys like Jordan Poole or uh, Jonathan Kamingo who have been re- or Juan Toscano Anderson, who have been getting minutes and are a huge impact of this team. And obviously, the Warriors, I think they're a perfect package team. You got that all-star that can go to work as Steph Curry. You got a defensive stopper like uh, Draymond Green. You got a, and then you got more of that with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I like the Warriors in six also. Uh, I like the Warriors in six. I said that, but how many games do you have the Warriors winning this one in? I think the Warriors, I don't think it's... I think maybe the Grizzlies could take... A game, but honestly, I don't know why, but I think the Warriors are winning in five. I'm really high on the Warriors. Yeah. They are a perfect team, basically, so. Yeah, I mean, there's good reason to why. Maybe maybe next couple years, Grizzlies are just a little young right now, but hey, Jaw's special, and they're going to get it uh, yeah. past the first round pretty mm-hmm. soon. Or I, past the I, second. Yeah. When I um, said scoring, I totally forgot, like, a 20-point-per-game score in Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. These guys all average, like, 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they can average more if they need to. Yeah. They work as a team. Moving on to the Eastern Conference, this series between Philly and the Miami Heat, it's going to go, personally, I think, one of two ways the heat are going to shock everyone and like win the series easy or it's going to be that same way for the sixers i i got the heat though i just think this team is just similar kind of not as much because they don't have as much star power but similar to a team like the warriors you have shooting you have defense you have jimmy butler who in the regular season he's a he's a he's all-star caliber good player in the playoffs he's a different breed so you have that guy that can get you a bucket bam is a rising star big man great on defense and he can finish all all around the basket mid-range shooter 
Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero are lights out. Kyle Lowry with the experience in defense. I love this Miami Heat team. And I think Boston, Golden State, Milwaukee, they're all great. But the Heat are a sleeper pick and a really good pick to win it all. So give me the Heat in five. I think uh, uh, James Harden is going to crumble like he always does in the playoffs. And uh, Joel M. Free Throw isn't going to be able to get it done. Yeah, for the Sixers to win the series, they're going to need James Harden to step up. Obviously, they have great scores with Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Tobias Harris, um, Joel Embiid. I don't know if they have the defense, though. Because I know James Harden, he can play defense when he tries, but he doesn't really try on defense. Joel Embiid is a pretty good defender. Tyrese Maxey, I don't really know, but I'm I'm assuming he's not best defender. Tobias Harris, not great. So... Their their defense, I don't think it's as good. I don't think it's good enough. Yeah, I I I, I agree with that. Sixers, they got star power, but yeah, the defensive end of the ball is going to be hard, especially against a team like the Heat. So, uh, from what you're saying, it seems like you have the Heat, but in how many games is the question? I think the Heat are going in six. Also, the Clippers. I mean the the Sixers. They don't have the. Playoff coach and Doc Rivers. Oh yeah, that's true. But the thing is, I, I I somewhat agree with that. But also, Doc Rivers is at a bad bounce of players, in my opinion, of playing mm-hmm. performing playoffs. Like this year, it's kind of tough because you got like Joel 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 Embiid. He's always good in the playoffs. But then you have James Harden, who, like I said, always crumbles. I mean, I don't like him as a player. I mean, obviously, he's incredible. And then also on that Clippers team, I mean. That's like the best thing that's happened to the Jazz in a while when we beat when we beat the Clippers when they had like Chris Paul and stuff. Those were those were the good days. But um, yeah. Moving on though, we got Bucks versus Celtics. Okay, I know we just I know everyone said last series Celtics Nets best series best series in this playoffs by far. It's going to seven games. It's gonna go down to the wire. KD Jason Tatum gonna cook, and then it was a sweep. That's not happening with the Bucks. Chris Middleton or not, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to continue his legacy. And not only are the Bucks going to win, uh, not not it'll it'll be a pretty decent series. Give me Bucks in six though. I'm gonna sh- I want Giannis to show. I love Giannis. I'm, I want him to show mm. why he should win uh, the MVP. I know it's a regular season award, but my opinions have changed on Jokic. Give me Bucks in six. Yeah, I think the Bucks are winning in seven, and the Bucks have the best player in the playoffs, in my opinion. They have a great defender, great two-way player in Drew Holiday. And as much as I hate him because he's really dirty, coming off the bench, Grayson Allen, yeah, a really good spark plug, actually. Yes. Um, and then Pat Connaughton, too. He's a pretty good 3 and D wing. They also have guys, Pat Connaughton out of Notre Dame. That's what I like to see. They have two pretty good big men, like the two stretch bigs that can shoot and Brooke Lopez can play defense. Bobby Portis, who's a really good three-point shooter. Brooke Lopez is too. Yeah, Bucks are all around. I, looking into it, these playoff, all these teams, 
they're so they're they're actually really good. If if them like it, it, I know that's like it's the NBA no duh, but like this season a team like the Grizzlies might be the worst team left, and that mm. team has is so energetic, such a great team. So the playoffs this year, it's just so many complete teams with so many guys who can get a bucket. I think we only got like a three more games left because uh, these are conference uh, championship and then championship. So Suns and Warriors, this is gonna be the best series in Ooh. this in the best series in a while. Now, is Devin Booker healthy? Yes, I mean by then I would think he would be healthy, but the Warriors I think are going to be too much. Maybe everyone's just overhyping them, but I really don't see it. We just talked about this team. The Suns are are, are great, well-rounded, similar in a way to the Warriors, but now nah, give me Warriors in seven. It's going to be a really close, but I think the Warriors are Warriors will run a, run away with it, even though they do not have home court advantage. Yeah, I think the teams, they're fairly evenly matched up. The coaching yeah. the coaching is pretty fair, but I, I, I'd give the edge to the Suns. The scoring, I the Warriors just blow them out in scoring, in my opinion. Defense, I'd say it's pretty close. But the Suns, that's what their, their, their calling card is, grit and uh, defense. Yes. Mm-hmm. And three-point shooting as well. They're a really good three-point shooting team. Yeah, the, the, yeah, they actually are really close. Like in just like head to head, what these teams are good at. I, well, I could see it either way, honestly. Like it's yeah. gonna be a great series, no doubt. I'd say Warriors and six. Yeah, Chris Paul's gonna be hungry again to try to go run for that ring, but I don't know this Warriors team. People forget at the beginning of the season they were seventeen and four, and then without Clay, and then you know, kind of injuries, and they went on a little cold streak there. But not nah, they're for sure legit. Moving on to that, Bucks versus Heat. Now I understand Bucks. Not only did they win, but they kind of won in like did they win? It was in four, right? They no, won five because they five, had the yeah. full stole game in Milwaukee. No, 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 against the Heat last year. Oh, yeah. They, they won in four. Yeah, they got the brooms oh, out yeah. on them. But this Heat team is new and improved. Kyle Lowry's a vet who's seen a lot of playoff experience, even though LeBron is, like, the owner of the Raptors. Uh, he, so he hasn't made it too far. Honestly, he is a thing. Again, another one I could see going either way. Victor Oladipo is a huge guy that they got. He had a great game five against – or not a great game five. Yeah, a great game five against the – Hawks. It's going to be close. It's going to be great. Two teams who are complete. And I think the Bucks are going to star power their way through to their second mm. NBA championship in a row. Now, I'll tell you in a sec if they're going to win it. But give me the Bucks in seven. Giannis, he's just, he's a beast. Like, how do you stop him? Honestly. Yeah, for the Bucks in seven. And this is the third round of the playoffs. So I'm. I think everyone is going to expect Chris Middleton to come back. Yeah, and they just if if they're probably going to put Jimmy Butler, who are they going to put Jimmy Butler on in this series? It's either Giannis or you know they're probably going to put uh, Jimmy Butler on Chris Middleton and Bam Adebayo on um, Giannis. But I don't know if Bam Adebayo is quick enough to go. Yeah, on Giannis. I agree. He's. He's Giannis is so close. Yeah, Bam's a good defender, but yeah, not he's not like nearly explosive or 
quick enough, like you said, to be able to get in front or like even recover on Giannis. Mm-hmm. But moving on to the NBA Finals, this hot take is going to be one of the best NBA Finals in recent history. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, give it. A, let's give it a rundown. You got the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, hungry for their second NBA championship in a row. Uh, Chris Middleton, a great, a great second option. Uh, and then a guy like Drew Holiday, he's a great defender. You got shooters off the bench, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen. This team is incredible. But then on the other side, you got a team called the Warriors. The base, I know it's not crazy, but kind of like an improved version of the 73-9 and nine team. Steph yeah. Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, with the splash bro, Clay Thompson, and his uh, triplet. Jordan Poole at this point. Guy like Draymond Green, who's going to be great. Andrew All-Star Wiggins. This series is so evenly matched and so good. The home court advantage. Who Wait, who wins the home court advantage? I don't know how that works because aren't they both three seats? Yeah. They're yeah. Both, yeah, they're so, both. Wait. But, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. But it doesn't matter who has home court advantage. Give me the Warriors in seven. Now, no, they're not going to start another dynasty. This is going to be their last one. Steph and Clay are getting kind of up there in age. But give me the Warriors in seven in an incredible series. Giannis already got one last year, and I think the Warriors are going to go do it one more time. Yeah, I think the Warriors are going to win in six or seven. They just have too much to handle. Like, I. Drew Holiday in that series, if that happens, Drew Holiday's gonna have just not a great series, in my opinion, guarding the be- like Steph Curry, who's the best shooter in NBA history. His moves are just amazing. And then Jordan Poole, I I don't know if he's gonna start in that game. If they want to, yeah, there's no way he's gonna start. But who are they gonna put on Clay Thompson? Yeah, who are they? But but. Oh, Clay Thompson doesn't really like dribble much. Like, he doesn't like create much off dribble, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's like maybe the greatest shoot shooter of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Ray Allen, probably. That's a debate for another day, though. But who's, but then who, again, who's going to match up with Giannis? Would they put Wiggins on him? Yeah. But he's, he's like, way he's small. Weird. Giannis would be like, you're little, you're little, because like he's only like 6'8. Draymond Green's pretty little compared to him, too, but Everyone he's also really. And if you put a big guy on him, then they're too slow. So yeah, because he's like the ultimate um, demon to match up against. But wow, these NBA playoffs are have been great. I hope they continue. Same goes for the NFL draft. Now I'm gonna go watch some of the Mariners game. Uh, uh go go beat the uh, uh, Marlins. But yeah, thank you guys for watching this podcast. I know it's almost like 35 minutes long. So if you stay this long. You're a real, you're actually a true fan. Um, but thanks, as always, Ryan, for being here. And no yeah, peace. I'm going to roll the outro. Even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night. Sir, I said, do work.